This is Writers Not Writing, the show where you can get to know your favorite writers and soon-to-be favorite writers by listening to them confess to the ways they procrastinate. Thanks for procrastinating with us. I'm Benjamin Gorman, and the quiet guy behind the glass there is Doug the producer. I write novels and collections of poetry and stuff. Doug tries his best to make me sound better. And each week we have a secret word to listen for. If you catch it, you earn the right to take an extra break at the time of your choosing from whatever is stressing you out. From Not A Pipe Publishing, welcome to Writers Not Writing. Today's secret phrase is gaslighting yourself. Welcome, everyone. Today's guest is Aaron Hall. Aaron is a lifelong writer and reader. Uh, Aaron loves dissecting good storytelling to figure out what makes it tick. After receiving a Master's of Arts in Writing and Publishing from Portland State University, Aaron spent most of the next 14 years working in online marketing and SEO content. Today, in addition to writing novels, short stories, and memoir pieces, Erin is a bookseller, hiker, and vegan nacho enthusiast. She lives and writes in Oregon's Willamette Valley. Welcome, Erin. Very, very glad to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Ben. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. I've been excited about this one because uh, I know you just had a book come out. But before we get to that, uh, yeah. first thing the, the the listeners need to know about is these costumes we're wearing. The folks who are watching on YouTube can, of course, see us. But the folks listening, we have to describe our costumes for them. So what did you choose to wear today? Well, as you can see, I went with a, a sort of a steampunk version of a classic detective kind of getup in honor of my character, Molly Malone, who's a detective. Um, so I have the trench coat, fedora, you know, the the magnifying glass. I got my gun and my holster here, obviously, um, just the works, you know, just, yes. but in a, a, in a very steampunk. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah the hat, the hat really pulls it all together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, wow. and tell me about your getup. Well, so I wanted to do this, you know, something similar and go with a costume for from uh, one of my characters and, uh, you know, just had a book drop this last week. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go for one of those characters. But with this beard, there aren't any characters with this beard in the actual book. So I ended up going with the uh, Fernando uh, Nando, one of my characters is a werewolf. So I figured with this werewolf mask and the claws and the whole thing, I can look like wolfed out uh, uh, Nando. So I'm I'm wearing my, my werewolf costume today. Uh, well, it's very frightening and I think yes. you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Great. So um, I am so uh, I've been excited to talk to you about how you've been. Well, first of all, the the, the new book. So uh, this came out in se early September. Yes, yeah, September nineteenth. So it's been just a little over a month now, um, and it's super exciting. Like I'm, I'm doing the whole book thing. Like I, um, I'm shipping out books myself because um, I self published, uh, but I also have it available in bookstores and online and the whole thing. So. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, you know, I'm doing all the behind the scenes part of that that comes with the territory of being self-published. So the marketing, social media, email newsletters, all the fulfillment stuff. Um, and, but it turns out I love that stuff. So good. that's good. great. That's a good sign. Yeah. So tell everybody about the book itself. Dear Sylvia Love Jane, what's the yeah. book about? <clears throat> so this is the first in what's going to be a series, uh, the Detective Molly Malone series. Um, Dear Sylvia Love Jane is a, I'm calling it a queer noir story set in 1943 San Francisco. Um, it's the story of Molly Malone is an undercover detective and she's so undercover that people think that she's just the secretary of her own agency where she has her friend pose as the, det the detective. Um, but it turns out she's actually the detective. Um, 
she discovers some sort of dastardly goings on in the local city government um, connected with the police force. And then there's also some uh, like underground mob elements that that get pulled in as well. So it was really fun to write. Um, people seem to really be enjoying it. So it's been a fun release. I really like that 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 premise that she has to, you know, have somebody else pose as the the, the actual person in front because, you know, a, a queer woman in 1943, did you say? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she, you know, then you could you could there's a lot of metaphors to play with there of uh, you know, having to have somebody else be the the, the person who uh yeah. is in front. Uh that sounds wonderful. So, I wanted to ask you about how this I remember when my first book came out, it's a lot of feelings <laughs> that go with that whole experience. How yeah. has that been going for you? All of the feelings. Yeah. Just like you said, it's definitely a lot of feelings. Um, I, so I did three uh, events in the last three weeks. At the end of the last one, I came down with this terrible cold, which I'm still mm-hmm. recovering from, but I think it was just a lot of like, go, go, go kind of energy uh, and then finally, my body was like, okay, we can chill now, we can relax. Um, and then I got sick, but uh, it, but it's been good. The, the events were great. Uh, a lot of people showing up to those, um, asking great questions. Um, it's been really fun to see my book be a real thing in the world and yes. see it on shelves and having people order it from across the country, around the world. Um, yeah, and it's it's definitely getting me more excited to be starting on book two, where I was kind of having a block for a while. Um, but people being excited about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to get back into this again. So yeah, yeah. What was what was your experience like with, well, your, I mean, with your first similar, you know, the, the you, we work so long on these. And they, they it seems like it's this, you know, thing that's, that's far off in the distance, <laughs> the publishing stage, you know, and yeah. then when it's finally published, there's all this anticipation. And you're like, this is so exciting. And then it comes out into the world and you get to do some events and it feels real. And it's, it's, it's kind of life changing and, and then it's identity changing, you know, I now have this book that is out in the world. And it's this real thing and then kind of nothing for a while like there's yeah. the uh i'm trying to remember i think it was uh i'm trying to remember the uh, it was douglas copeland who said uh yeah the 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 experience of having a book launched is is the calm before the calm hmm. like you, you know you build up all this energy it's all yeah. going to happen and then it happens and it's now in the world yep. and it just is in the world and that's great and then you know like you said you've got to work on book number two yep. <laughs> you just, yeah you know. it, I I definitely feel that calm before the calm kind of a thing mm-hmm. like um I had these these three events like I said kind of lined up ahead of time um and now and I you know being able to do this podcast with you is great I have a couple other podcast things coming up on my radar but uh but yeah it's also it's now it's a matter of like finding what's the next part of the book, which I do have some exciting book news that I can share kind of later about, about this book, but, um, but yeah, there's, it's like trying to figure out what I want the next thing to be. And then for this book and then making it happen. So. Yeah. The other challenge, and you know, you'll find this with the I'm I'm I've just released my first sequel. And I was talking to Kate Ristow yesterday, who uh, you know, just released the the third in her trilogy. And part of the challenge that uh, you know, is, is difficult for us to express to readers is 
we get better with every book. Mm. And so book two will be better than book one and book three will be better than book two. And that's a good thing. But if folks don't read that book one, we're going, please, please read book two. It's even better. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that is, uh, that is is this continuous challenge. You know, you've got to get people to, to, and although I will tell you, book two helps sell book one and book mm. three helps sell book one and book four helps sell book one. So, you know, that, that, that is, yeah. You know, you, if you have those moments where you're going, but it didn't take off in the way that I wanted it to, the absolute mm-hmm. best marketing is write book two. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, frustrating, but uh, kind of is that reality. So, yep. Yep. So when you are not getting that work done on book two, uh, what yeah. has been pulling you away from your writing lately? Um, so I definitely am also a big reader. Um, I work at a bookstore and that gives me the, um, well, it's a it's a bonus, but it's also a sad, bad thing where I get too many free books. Yeah. I have, uh, I went to the uh, PNBA Fall Conference, which is the Pacific oh. Northwest Booksellers Association Fall Conference, uh, with my team, and so, uh, so many free books. It was a, oh my gosh. I, I think it was a four and a half foot tall pile of of books, yeah. and I didn't get, even get all of them. So uh, I know that next year I won't take that many books because you know my my reading eyes are bigger than my appetite probably. Um, I've seen but books I have a lot of reading there with wheelbarrows, like they're oh, yeah. their cart, you know, and their garden yep. cart or whatever, and they just load up. It is yep. so many books, uh, which is wonderful for those booksellers. It's very challenging <laughs> for a very small press like mine. We cannot afford to just give away oh, sure. books to everybody. Yes. And so we're yep. watching these folks and they're going, I would love to check yours out, but look at this cart of books I have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can yep. you give me yours free? And we're like, we can't. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely a mixed bag there. Um, but I also I've also been doing a lot of audiobook stuff too. So um uh when on my drive to the bookstore, I'm listening to audiobooks all the time. Uh that's been that's been good too. So doing a lot of reading. Um and I'm also part of a book club with uh, a few friends. We've been meeting since uh 2017. We read, you know, four to seven-ish books a year. Um, and it's it's pretty sporadic. We don't try to meet every month yeah. necessarily. Yeah, it's just sort of We'll check in over text and say, has everyone read the book? And someone will say, I don't even have the book yet. So we're like, okay, cool. No worries. And, um, but that's been, that's been really great. So Any particular yeah. genre that people favor, or is it, you know, the, the people in the group recommend something and then you take turns. How does that work? Yeah. So uh, it originally was <clears throat> called whiskey book club. Uh, and then I stopped drinking. So it's just book club at this point. Yeah. Um uh, but but the way it would originally work is whoever picked the book would also provide the bottle of whiskey. Um, and then we would sit around at that person's house talking about the book. We just meet one time for each book. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so now it's that minus the whiskey for me. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, whoever picks the book, um, they host and it's just one one meeting. We meet for a few hours and chat about it. And um, it's really been enjoyable to have the same group of people over such a long period of time that we sort of build this inner culture of referring to other books we've read together. Um, and, you know, if there's like a, a movie adaptation or a show, we'll, we'll watch it as well um, and talk about it. So, um, but the genres are pretty all over the place where we kind of, uh, we've read historical fiction to like Chuck Palahniuk stuff, um, kind of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, it is nice to have some variety there. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
So what else in terms of pop culture has been pulling you away from your writing lately? So I'm doing a rewatch of Ozark, um, which I somehow didn't make it all the way through last I time I watched I it. But it and I yeah. liked it. So I don't know yeah. why I didn't. Right. Think. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying I'm I think I'm about at the part where I stopped last time. Um, but I'm still interested. So it, it wasn't for lack of interest. I think right. I, life just happened. Show. So like it's, a, it's a great premise and the acting yes. is good. So. Yep. And the, the storytelling is just great. The way they leave you with those cliffhangers at the end of each episode. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been super great. Um, also watching Our Flag Means Death. I don't know if you've oh, watched yeah. that. Yeah. That's okay. That great. Fun. Yep. Uh, yeah. We just sort of binged the second season as soon as it came out. Um and um yeah you know just more more reading of different things i'm 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 just reading too much too many books at the at this time yep which is you know a great problem to have two books at once yeah um so what about in the uh, in the in the news what's been pulling you away from your writing uh, in terms of the news media um so it's not news so much as social media drama which Mm. is not really a world i try to get into very much um Many years ago, I used to watch the show Sister Wives, um, and for some reason, there's something happening, like, apparently that show is still on, maybe, but something's happening where now all the people are on social media, and, like, the true story about what's going on is, like, coming out, and I, and so, first of all, that's, like, showing up on my feed lately on TikTok, Um, but I find it really fascinating the way that... um, like social media has impacted uh, reality TV because back in the early days of like the real world or whatever, these people were just like plucked from whatever town they lived in. They were on a show and then we never heard from them again. But now all these people are actual full living people that we can follow and see on social media and like see the behind the scenes stuff. I don't know. That's just super fascinating to me to see how like that, the Hollywood machine or like, the TV show editing will change a story and then we can hear their true story from the actual people. Well, and it so, creates a kind of, uh, you know, communication loop that didn't exist before, before it was, right. they were on this, you know, show, whatever it was. And a lot of them were designed, even if they weren't particularly competitive to be almost like competitions. And right. so they had to keep them from knowing, you know, any, any of the, the, the public's reaction. So they were kind right. of turned off into these worlds, whether it was, you know, Survivor, or Big Brother, or whatever, uh, or even yeah. reality shows would be filmed in advance, and they couldn't know because they wanted to do some episode at the end where they had big surprises. And right. now, like they they can respond to the audience's response to their, you know, world. And I I can imagine yeah. on a show like Sister Wives, <laughs> I never got into Sister Wives, but I I can imagine once they heard people's reaction to them, it kind of changed their own perception. Of sure. Yeah. Is yeah, that and what's it, going on with that one? I, I believe so. Yeah, it's it's a lot of um, people like kind of uh, responding to these women who are married to this man who's pretty terrible. And um, I think for for some of the women, it seemed to have this they would have this validation around like not being treated the well the way that they wanted to be, or you know, like hearing people say like oh it, this sounds like you're in this bad situation like and and i think it just like gives them that feedback of like f- feeling seen in the world instead of just like here's my life on display for everyone it's like they're actually getting some like therapy from that to, for right. people to be like oh okay we're witnessing your life and it doesn't look super great like 
do you need help kind of a thing you know i know i don't uh, again i haven't seen the show so i don't want to go over <clears> the top but but I, I you know i know that one of the things that abusers tend to do is try their best to isolate victims right you know, cut them off from family cut them off from everyone and i wonder if in the world of social media if that is if it is harder to separate someone from all the outside inputs that will say this relationship is unhealthy. You, yeah, you absolutely. Get out of this, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So maybe that is something that is freeing for them. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I can be validated in feeling that this is not acceptable. I'm, I'm right. out of here. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, and then you uh, uh, also uh, caught our episode with JB. Uh, I did. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was thinking of, you know, what are other things I do that are, that are stories, books, reading, you know, writing. Uh, and I think it was on that episode with JB that you mentioned uh, that like writing is your hobby and writing I'm, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. So, you know, I'm, it's, it's, there's not a lot right now. Like I did, I did a lot in my life that wasn't writing. And now that I'm like focused on it, because I know that's what I want to do. Um, all that other stuff kind of fell by the wayside, but Aside from, aside from other stuff we just talked about, um, you know, I like to be out, out in nature, hiking, camping, um, gardening, uh, you know, all that kinds of good stuff. I love games, video games, board games, yeah. all kinds of games. So yeah. 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 And we just had a cold snap, uh, uh here. I mean, it's, it yeah. got down. What it was like, it almost froze last night. I don't know yeah. if it froze, but it was, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty chilly. chilly. So yeah, the, the, the hiking, although. <laughs> Today is beautiful. So right. you yes. can't decide. Like, you right. know, it's like, oh, now now you have this really cold night and now it's sunny and gorgeous. So I'm thinking yeah. today might be a good day to get out and do a little hiking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh beyond uh, uh you know, you you mentioned video games, board games, that kind of thing. Um, so you you know, you you've got a, a, a lot going on. So role playing is one of those mechanisms that I kind of use to, to, you know, help readers get to know us as writers. So, uh, you know, whether or not you are a D&D player yourself, if you were a, an actual character in a D&D yeah. world, what would be your uh, race and class? So I've never actually played D&D, but I've always like wanted to be in that world. So I, I love this question. Um, I feel like I would be like a fairy druid kind of That's character good. um so and the way I think of that is someone who uses magic and like spiritual powers for good but also has a mischievous streak which is the fairy aspect and yes yes yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so okay we're now in a, a scenario you're wandering through the forest on your own and you are beset by three level one goblins what does your fairy druid do so I think I would probably take my my modern magical tool of my phone and I just turn the hit the record button <laughs> and then I just post that to social media and tag them and like you know cancel culture yes yeah, a very done. modern solution done. yeah you yeah. goblins really want to do this you realize you're going to get fired right exactly <laughs> yes. we, we have your LinkedIn like don't, don't even <laughs> just try yeah oh that's great um okay so we're going to go to our ad break but when we come back I'm going to ask you what you've been daydreaming about Okay. This week's Writers Not Writing is brought to you by November Reconsidered by Mark Jansen. November Reconsidered is, what else? A book. A poetic journey through the month at the leading edge of winter. Part autobiography, part exploration, and about a hundred other things. 
Find November Reconsidered via Amazon or wherever books are ordered. Read November Reconsidered. It will change your life. Hopefully for the better. So Erin, what's something you've been daydreaming about lately? So I think a lot about nervous system regulation, actually. Um, I feel like working on my own nervous system has helped me just, you know, be more productive, get stuff done that I want to get done, like uh, work through um, like traumas and anxiety stuff and depression and all kinds of stuff that I, that has just been my sort of MO. Um, But focusing on nervous system regulation has helped me like to sort of move past a bunch of stuff. So whether that's breathing techniques, um, you know, yoga, any kind of physical stuff, um, meditation. And I feel like if more people took care, took the time to work on their own nervous system, we'd have so many less problems. People would not be so just randomly mean to someone who then that affects their day and they go on and are mean, you know, I mean, it's just like all this reverberation effects that happen. Um, so that's something I think about a lot. I need to learn more about this because I have been dealing with anxiety and, and, you know, I was even thinking this, this last weekend, anxiety and preemptive depression. Like I'll start Mm. to spiral and go, this thing is going to go poorly. And it hasn't yet. There's no, there's no evidence that something's going to go poorly. And I'll start to get depressed about the thing that has not yet gone poorly. (laughs) So like figuring out, you know, what are, what are some things you've learned about how to, you know, and I've also started to, uh, you know, work through some, I didn't, I never had PTSD before a few years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought that's something that like, you know, police officers and, and soldiers sure. get. And I started to get some of those reactions and, you know, I've got a therapist, I've got, yeah. I've been learning Good. some of these techniques, but what have you learned about how to control some of those, those things as you feel them coming on? Yeah. So great question. And I think one, the, the first thing I would say is it's not quite as much about controlling those feelings as they come up. Cause I feel like that's something that that will uh, cause us problems that we run into uh, and a feeling of anxiety starts to come up and we go, I have to control that. I have to stop that from happening. And then that, that just makes it worse because and something I feel like I'm failing at controlling that. And it makes right. me more anxious. Yes. You get more exactly anxious. Right. It's a feedback loop. So, um, so getting started can be a little tricky because it's counter to what you want to be doing, but something in your system is saying, I'm not safe here. Something bad's going to happen. Whatever it is that's happening that you're, your mind might be saying, well, that's ridiculous. It's fine. Like this is just a normal setting. Nothing bad is going on, but that's your mind is the one who's having those, that things start happening in you. So I feel like letting the feeling just exist is the first kind of thing to like your, because you're telling your body, like, I, I know that you're feeling this right now. I'm not, I'm not going to try to deny that we're having this feeling. Um, I feel like that's the first step really. Um, I, I do a lot of like you know, putting my hands on my body to like pull myself back to say like, oh yeah, I'm in, this is, this is where I am right now in this physical meat suit. You know, I'm not just in this like brain space. Um, So, and then just like, you know, try to like focus on breathing, um, notice thoughts when they come up. One phrase I like to repeat a lot is um, don't believe everything you think. Mm. So just because something comes into your head, is that something you want to keep thinking? Does is it something that feels good? Is it helpful? Um, usually, when when we're in those spaces, it's not very helpful. Yeah. Um, and we can just go like, okay, well, that's a thought. I could have a different thought instead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, that's and you know the 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 incident that I was uh, you know perseverating about and 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 uh, catastrophizing about turned out well, and so I need mm-hmm. to remember you know just because right. I can imagine something going poorly does not mean it will necessarily go poorly, but right. I absolutely yes. have those feelings. So yeah, yep. that's helpful. You know, yeah. okay, that's a thought that I had. That doesn't yep. mean that is faded. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's good. I, I I have benefited from grounding. Do you ever do any of that? Mm, yeah, yeah. Into the floor so that you remind yourself, mm-hmm. I am here right now. I'm not in mm-hmm. this other place, you know. And so right. that that's helped. But the breathing is hard for me because if if I'm anxious enough, my breathing's off, and then I feel like yep. I'm failing at controlling my breathing. Yes, I get that too. <laughs> Another thing that um, that works, uh, especially in those like heightened emotional like anxiety spaces or whatever might be happening, is um, you look around the, around your space and you try to name like five things that are red, you know, try to name like three sounds that you hear, like, okay, the air conditioning, like that person coughing, silverware, you know? So you like get all these things that are your senses and that pulls you into just like, this is just the moment I'm in right now. And this is all that's happening. Yeah. You'll appreciate this. So one of the things my therapist recommended was having some kind of mantra, something that you do get kind of stuck in that moment. And as a writer, I was like, well, wouldn't it be great if I could memorize a, a Shakespearean monologue or, you know, some great poem that I love, you know, and I'll, I'll have this poem that I can just rattle off. It did not work at all. Oh, like, shoot. That is that. So, you know, because some of my anxieties are writing related or uh, related or whatever, I was actually tapping into them at the absolute wrong time. So what right. ended up being helpful, and I've, I've or sometimes no, nothing works all the time, right? But one of the things that ended up helping was I, I envision a map of the United States and I go around and name all the NBA teams. And it's far enough away from my actual life. I am not a basketball journalist. I am mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm a casual fan. And, you know, this is this thing that has no bearing on my success or failure as a human. And yeah. so if I forget the Charlotte Hornets one time, there, it doesn't, you know. Right. So it That finding something unrelated to. Yeah. <laughs> who I am, who I want to be like, okay, no, I'm just going to start in Portland and I'm going to work my way yeah. around the country and I'm going to name every NBA team. And then that's actually oh, fascinating. I got the Memphis Grizzlies because they're in the middle. Like <laughs> you know, that actually yeah. was helpful to me rather yeah. than trying to, you know, t- trying to think through something that was, you know, this erudite, like here's this, right. you know, here's this great poem that I want to be someone who has that poem memorized. Right. So yeah. No, I think that's way. great. That's because it's something that's just emotionally neutral. It's right. it's there's no bearing on you're not on who wants to be a millionaire trying to answer these this question. Right. It's just like what does your brain you like making your brain go to like, oh well let's go to this other category of stuff that we yes. can think about instead. Yeah. Yep. And it, nice. and it was you know if, even that it was like I can't remember how I fell on that, but that has worked better than, you know, than, than some of those other, like, you know, oh, I'm going to identify, you know, five blue things in the room. Like, right. no, I, need, yeah. I need to stop and go, okay, United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so silly, but That's it works. Great. Sometimes yeah. it Whatever works. Whatever works. works every time, right? But yeah. sometimes that works. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, a, do you have a particular <laughs> breathing exercise that works well for you? Um, you know, I, I think I have used so many different ones. Um, one that, uh, that is easy enough to remember in a, in a heightened emotional space moment is, um, to do like, uh, I think it's called box breathing. Yeah. Where, square yeah. Breathing. The yeah. square breathing. Yeah. Um, you inhale for a certain number and then 
hold it and then exhale and wait and this sort of, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of when that, when, especially when I'm in spaces where my brain is just like, we're not thinking right now. I don't know what, mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything. Yep. That's that when I can usually remember. If I catch it early enough. Yeah. Like if I'm like, okay, I, I am starting to catch that my breathing is getting, you know, that my heart rate is getting a little out of whack right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can do the box breathing. But if I get too far, it's like, now I'm anxious about the fact that I'm box breathing poorly. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. That one, that one, uh, but that, yeah, that's, it, it is nice that it's easy to remember. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. you know, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I also try to remember that um anxiety or anxiousness is a very close feeling to excitement Mm. and so maybe I can just sort of gaslight myself into thinking I'm excited instead and then be like well what if I was excited about this instead of anxious like what would that be like and and then try to like and then it's like time has passed and I'm in this situation in the environment I'm like oh yeah maybe I'm not feeling anxious anymore that's a really good idea. I should try that because I do get very excited about things. And so that it might be a way for me to go. Maybe yeah. it just could just be converted energy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. smart. I will, I'll give that a whirl. I'll let you right. know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Good. So what are some announcements? What's coming up for you in the near future? Well, so there's a couple of things I wanted I wanted to make sure. I, like, I'm a bookseller. I work in a bookstore. Um, but also, I really want people to know about bookshop.org and also libro.fm. Uh, bookshop.org is a, um, it's it's trying to be like a, an Amazon, in, instead of buying books from Amazon, buy from bookshop.org. You can select a specific uh, independent bookstore that your purchase will um, benefit if you want, or um, it will disperse them among all their sort of bookstore pool. Um, But it's basically just a way to buy books online that isn't through Amazon. Um, And similarly, Libro.fm is a, uh, is an audible alternative, which is, um, so it's a audiobook um, company that partners with uh, independent bookstores. And so in a similar way, if you connect a specific bookstore um, then, and you buy audiobooks, that bookstore will then get, you know, some, some form of payment for it or some like credit for the fact that you bought it through that bookstore. Um, wow. so I did not know yeah. about Libro. I'll have to look into that because we, uh, have the publishing company has, you know, on our, on our listings for our books, we're trying yeah. to get people as much as possible, you know, please buy them through our online store because that is the, the, you know, the, the yeah. best margins for us. But if you're not going to, please don't go to Amazon, right. go to bookshop.org and support your yep. local independent bookstore because independent bookstores are the way that people discover books and they're yep. really valuable to this ecosystem. So yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah. If we can, you know, so that's the next listing and then it's like, oh, yeah. And if you have to get them online, yes, <laughs> you've got right. all these alternatives yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, but- I, I I had people um, internationally interested in my book and um, they were looking at my website and saying, you know, shipping is $50 to, right. you know, France. And I'm like, well, I, yep, I can't help you there, yeah. but you could order it on Amazon and probably get, get it cheaper. And so a lot of people did several people did order it through my website just for me to pay, like they paid the 40, $50 shipping, (laughs) like, okay. Um, but yeah, Amazon, you know, it it can be, it has its place. Uh, it's not a very big, it's not a big place that it thinks it is, but it does have a little bit of, uh, it it helped some, some of my readers. Um, but yeah, Libro.fm is a great resource for audiobooks. Um, 
And my big exciting news I wanted to share about my book is that there is an audiobook coming for hey, Dear oh, Sylvia. Love Jane. Yeah, I had a um uh, an audiobook narrator reach out to me. Um, she's done a ton of stuff. She's reputable. Um, she has a great voice. Uh, I listened to her audition and it was, it was just the perfect, she just nailed it. So, so yeah, we're getting that, we're getting that started. Yeah. Do you have any sense of the timeline of that and how long that's going to take? Or is that kind of up in the air? That is still being figured out at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's wonderful though. That, that is really exciting. Yeah. I will tell you that I had a wonderful, so one of my novels, the protagonist is a 17 year old black woman. Like I cannot read this book. It would sound, to, and it's written in the first person. Like it would sound terrible yeah. if I read it. And uh, the, the actor I found, she's you know out of LA. She's a, a young black woman. She's fantastic. She does the voice so well that when I heard the book, there was a point at which I was almost brought to tears and I totally had forgotten that I wrote it. Like she huh, did wow. something with it that made it yeah. so hers yeah. that I was like, this is really good. Oh, wait, I was involved in this at some point. Yeah. But like she had taken yeah. it and done this wonderful thing with it. So yeah, audiobook, that, that process, when you hear the narrator, you're yeah. going to have this moment where you're like, this is a really good book. Yeah. That's yeah, my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm that, pretty excited great. about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's that is exciting. Yeah, I yeah. I will look forward to that as well. I'm, I'm an audiobook yeah. fan, so that uh, that nice. that's cool. Um, okay, so another thing we do each week we have a <laughs> weekly poll. If I remember to post them to all the various social medias, so if you had to ask folks out there some uh, some poll question, what would be your poll question for the, the masses? So I'm not sure there's a right answer. First of all, I'll just say, but I'm I'm always curious about people's favorite form of the almighty potato uh, mashed potatoes hash browns baked potatoes breakfast potatoes i mean there's so many it can take so many forms it's just magical uh yes. i don't know that i have a favorite myself I, I all of them i'm trying to think of um what they're called i'm looking it up here when i was in switzerland uh they had these potato pancakes i can't remember what they're called uh rusty r-o-s-t-i oh okay rusty rusty and they are if you get a chance to try them they may be my favorite form of the potato but uh they're they're not you know easily accessible here Uh, uh, how does it how does that compare to like latkes or or i think it's similar but it's it's got you know it's it's all of your baked potato ingredients in a pan okay oh yeah oh great you've got cheese and oh nice Sour mm. cream is what's kind of holding the whole thing together. And yeah, uh, some green uh, onions in there. So good. Uh, yeah. yeah, just that's delicious. great. But yeah, that's Love a it. that's a that's a a great question because there yeah. are I, I am I am a big potato fan. There are yeah. so many ways. <laughs> They're so versatile. Yes, yes. I yeah. mean, this, this is you know the, the 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 staple of my, and it is wild to kind of learn the potatoes' history too. You know, I think of you know my my ancestors both in Eastern Europe and in Ireland who sure. were so dependent on this thing, and then to learn it's it's post Columbian, like it is not ancient uh, European right. food. It's Peruvian food. <laughs> yeah. Get, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's that's a great one. What are the ways yeah. people get their their potatoes? Yeah. So what's in your, now you've got a giant to read pile. What are you looking forward to uh, checking out next? 
So one of the books that I got at the uh, bookseller conference was Delicate Condition by Danielle Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't heard of this author before. I didn't know about this book, but apparently it's the book that um, the new American Horror Story with Kim Kardashian is based on this book. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> I also follow Danielle on TikTok and she does this great, like almost masterclass in writing in her, in her various little TikTok reels or TikTok videos. Um, she talks about, you know, plot points, storytelling techniques, character development, all kinds of stuff. So I'm excited to read Delicate Condition to sort of see, you know, as I'm watching her, her like sort of technique, like craft videos to then see how she implemented them um, and just, you know, kind of dissect it and see how she put it, put all those pieces together. So, uh, so that, that one I'm super excited to get started on. Yeah. Well, I will find a link not only to the book, but to her TikTok. So if folks want to check check her out and see, because that sounds like something I, I should have more in my feed that is healthy and constructive than just merely entertaining. (laughs) My TikTok feed is dangerous. I try and avoid TikTok because once I fall into the the hole, I've there, there goes two hours. Like, just, you know, like, but it would be good to have somebody occasionally saying, here's something you could be doing writing wise so that I can go, yes. And I could turn off TikTok and go. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. There's definitely some great videos of people saying like okay here's the best writing tip uh you're gonna want to save this video like you're gonna watch it again so here's here's what you need to do get off tiktok go right, right. so right. yep yeah, and then i go yep you're right close it one. out go go I get yep to, yes uh yep. I, I will i will add her uh for yep. sure nice um so where can folks follow you I am on TikTok. I post sporadically. I do have some some videos up there about my book, um, trying to do more stuff for with marketing and stuff for it and, and just sort of building a community there, readers and writers. Um, I'm also um, on Instagram is um, another place I kind of do a lot of stuff. Uh, and I'm also on threads sort of when I remember to be. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm kind of there. Um, and then my website, I'm actually in the process of restructuring right now, but um, that is also a place that exists, ehallrights.com. And most of my social media is also at ehallrights. Okay. So we'll post to all those uh, in the show notes so folks can cool. find you. But uh, yes, I'll, I'll I'll follow you on TikTok as well, because that's, Great. that's a, it's, a, it's a place that I need to learn <laughs> more about how to do well. Like yeah. there are, you know, there there are folks who, I mean, just, just in terms of speed, keeping them short, like all those, I'm like, this is not natural for me. And so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a it's, form that I have to develop. Yeah. It's a trick. I mean, it's definitely one of those where uh, you know, it could be purely an entertainment piece, or it could be like something you're using marketing wise for your business or your books or, or any kind of whatever people might be doing. Um, or it could be like kind of both. And I'm kind of using it a little bit both. I'm not yeah. being st- super strategic with it yet. Um, I definitely have like a lot of ideas, but, um, it's, you know, it's a factor of taking the time to, to implement them and, yeah. Um, and I think that's healthy. I think if we only talk about, you know, buy my book, people are going, this is an advertisement, right? We're only saying, Hey, you know, here's silliness. There's no connection to, Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a more complete person. So trying to find that balance is really challenging. I I, authors that I work with where it's all personal stuff and that's fine, but no one Mm -hmm. knows they write books. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So how do you, you know, square that circle? I do not know, but uh, yeah you know, how do you create a, a kind of complete representation uh, as a human being on a format that is not, we're, we're not 
you know, ever going to be able to completely present ourselves through Instagram or TikTok because we're right, not, right. It's, it's, you know, it's inherently artificial to some extent, but. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So who's somebody else that I should ask to have on this show, do you think? Uh, I would love to have you talk to Ali Shaw. She, uh, do you know Ali? I think I may have met Ali. Okay. It feels like you you probably have been in the same circles. circles. You probably know people in common like me, for example. Um, She is the founder of Indigo Editing Design and More. Um, We went to grad school together at Portland State through the um, Wooligan Press uh, program a million years ago. Uh, she helps writers and editors and designers and all kinds of people, everything sort of publishing associated. Um, she's also a writer and a writing instructor. Um, and she, she has just great stories to tell about, um, publishing and writing and, you know, specifically like kind of the Portland, uh, publishing world, but, um, but also, you know, beyond that as well. So she'd be a great person to talk to. We'll get her to, uh, to, to, you know, share the, you know, kind of dish on, uh, what's going on behind the scenes that, uh, she has seen. Oh, that'd be wonderful to get her on. Yeah, I will will certainly reach out and, uh, and Allie, if you are listening, feel free to reach out. Let's, let's uh, make that happen. That's a, that's a great call. Yes. I have met her now that you mentioned the indigo. Yes. uh, Yeah. That's yeah. They 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 they're at you know she tables at everything and uh, that that we've uh, worked on as well and yeah she's wonderful I will totally get her on that's a good call um, okay so before we get to our send off there are some folks yep. I have to thank uh, thanks to the artist Max Oakland who reached out and provided one of his songs for our intro I prefer the dusk. Uh, let Max know you like it by following him on Twitter at Max Oakland with three Ds. Uh, and thanks to Halisna CCO for their song Kids for the ad break. If you're in a band and would like your song used for the show, I'd love to highlight a listener's work like Max's song. So email that to me. Thanks to Doug, the producer, for making the show sound good and taking the blame when it doesn't. We're still working on uh, Doug's last name. So if folks have suggestions, Doug would appreciate it. Uh, and I cannot forget to mention Writers Not Writing is a production of Not A Pie Publishing. So please go to notapiepublishing.com and check out the amazing books written by writers who didn't procrastinate too much. If you like this show, rate and review it wherever you found it. And please check out Aaron's novel. Uh, the, uh, it is I'm now uh, Dear Sylvia, Love Jane. And that is available on, you know, uh, at, at Aaron's website. And that is available uh, at, at your local bookstore. And if it's not at your local bookstore, ask them to get it yes. uh, because that helps Aaron as well. So uh, yeah. encourage folks to check that out. Um, and then when you do read it, leave a review somewhere. It really is nice. It will make Aaron's day. So please uh, take that, you know, three minutes and click on that fifth star and and make Aaron's day. Uh, and so um, we, at now as we are letting you go into your week we want to give you some advice so Aaron what's your advice for listeners for this next week I I guess I would say uh if you are starting a project don't worry about figuring out how you're going to complete it because you'll figure that out as you as you go along um and starting small is better than not starting at all Yes, absolutely. Um, And I always say a book without spaces would be gibberish and our lives need spaces too. So don't ignore the spaces. And third, no matter how much you procrastinate, we're still proud of you.